All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests, guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. That could be CEOs, it could be CMOs, it could be government leaders, perhaps. Um, it could be people who work at schools and are teaching kids and taking education to the next level. There's a lot of different types of individuals that we could invite on this. And today, the what I wanted to do is establish a pattern of having, well, I want to lead by example. I want to make sure that I get the chance to get the vision out there. So we're playing with the technology. We're making sure that everything with StreamYard works correctly. That's what we're using to uh, launch this particular episode. And we're streaming live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube. And I want to give you guys some behind the scenes secrets of how we built what we built at First Class Business, as well as what we're building out for Vision Pros, what we do over at Passion Pro, another vision of mine, Oportunidades de Trabajo para Latinos, which is our group for opportunities for Latinos to find work. Um, Able Health is another company that I help grow. And uh, ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your visions. So if you have questions, don't hesitate to ask them while this is live. If you're watching this after the fact, we will have a team and I will be there as well to answer questions, dive into comments and make sure that your needs are met. This is about serving. So if there's one person out there who hears the stories that come on and it's able to move your life forward and you're able to you know, be inspired to pursue your own visions, we've done our job. That's exactly what this is all about. So. Um, when it comes to live streaming and when it comes to launching new networks, one of the most important thing that you have to be aware of, and as well as with building out your visions, is you're going to face new opportunities that are a little bit scary. You're going to have to sometimes go out of your comfort zone. Um, and as part of that, you're going to have to use technologies, perhaps, that you're not familiar with, or you might have to be put on stage when you're not prepared to give a talk. Um, and, you know, in this case, I came in purposefully ready to just do this raw, to get out there and to make sure that you know, okay, I'm, I'm speaking from the heart. I'm coming with content based on years of experience, not based on something pre-written. And again, let me go ahead and hit, click this button here. It says live streaming isn't enabled in this group. So I'm not gonna worry about that right now. I'm just gonna hit remove for that destination. And it's gonna give me a cleaner interface so that I can get back to my comments in case there's people who decide to comment. So if you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. So one of the, one of the challenges that visionaries face, again, is being put on the spot. Is having to make sure that you you're comfortable with being uncomfortable, whether it's the fact that you've got a team to guide and they need your guidance and they need your calm, still small voice, um, or whether it's being asked to do an impromptu speech at an event that you just happen to attend. And somebody's like, Hey, do you mind getting up and saying something about so-and-so? How do you, how do you stay poised in those environments? How do you stay ready? I'd love some of y'all's ideas too, for anybody tuning in, Given it's the first episode, I anticipate our audience will be somewhat small with this and grow over time. But if you happen to have an idea of how do you become poised and centered and what it is that that you're providing to the world or what it is when you have an opportunity, let's say to, to stand up and to speak on stage. Well, in my life, I think one of the most important things that you can do in those moments is take a breath. Realize that silence is only as awkward as you're willing to make it. 
A lot of times people want to fill the silence with rambling. Rambling doesn't typically lead us to say our best points. Number two, think of stories, right? Think of somebody, think of a story that you can share with people about an experience that relates to them. So my first time uh, having an experience like this, I, I was in Uruguay um, and I was knocking doors with the mission companion. And uh, so here we go. We knock a door and we were 19 year old kids, um, 19 year old boys. And the person who opened the door was a very young, beautiful lady and an our age. And as missionaries, that's a, that's a no go zone. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't engage with the opposite sex at your age. And my companion was my leader and I was brand new to the mission. I didn't know what to do. And I looked at him and he just looked back at me and smiled and he just stayed quiet. He wanted to put me on the spot in this scenario and I froze and I panicked. I didn't know what to do. Um, it's okay. We have those, those experiences in life where we don't know what to do. The most important thing that you can do if you don't know what to do and you freeze an event is to get back on the horse and try again. Life's not about being perfect. Life's about making sure that you do prepare enough to know what to say. And yes, I did recover and I said what I needed to about talking to her parents. If they were home, they weren't. We moved on our way and kept going. But how many times are you going to be placed on the spot in your life where you don't know what to do, don't know how to act? It depends. Are you trying to get yourself out there or, you know, are you are you not? Are you too scared to talk to people about the vision that you have? I hope that everybody listen to this. If you have a vision, you're out there sharing it with people. You're willing to put yourself out there boldly. Now that leads to step number two. Make sure that people that you share your vision with are people that respect your vision. Now you're going to have to share your vision sometimes with people who won't, and that's okay. But you want to build a team of people who can support you because it's it's really hard to succeed if you don't have an environment of support around you, whether that's family members, whether that's friends, whether that's making new friends. That uh, I was talking to one of my friends today, one of my advisors, his name is Dean Forbes. Dean is actually going to be on the show tomorrow, and I'm really excited to have him because he's one of the best people that I know about establishing relationships quickly and helping people understand um, both the value that he provides, but the value of moving their life in a direction in relation to something that they need that they're not doing. Okay. So if you want to have influence on your audience, if you want to, if you're talking to your children and you want to help them be inspired to change the actions, to change the behaviors that they have, you have to learn how to communicate them with them in a way that makes that possible, that makes that effective. So I was talking to Dean and he said, Jackson, how do you find team members? Like, I don't know how you did it. How'd you find these team members that are so amazing? And I have an incredible team working with me. And I listened to his question intently and I realized he used the word find. And I thought, we actually don't find team members that are amazing. We attract team members that are amazing. That's how this whole thing started. This business, first class business, is something I was preparing for seven to eight years prior to actually launching it. And I was building experience prior to that. And when I finally met Dr. Todd Snyder, um, we weren't planning on launching first class business. I was there to listen to his needs about desiring to build another scalable business model. And as I listened to what his needs were, he shared with me the vision for what he was up to. And I shared back with him, interesting, here's some assets that I have, some things that I've created along that path. And we kept going back and forth in our conversation. We're very aware of what it is we wanted to create because we've been building for so long. And it came to a point where I said, listen, Dr. Snyder, I didn't call him that. I call him Todd. 
said, Todd, uh, I've basically been building what you want to build for the last six to eight years. And I'd love to go 50-50 with you on it, if that's what you want to do. And that's exactly what we decided to do. And so Todd, with his ability to, he's much more of what I call a brake of a car. I'm more of a throttle in a relationship. You're going to have different roles and you have to learn to respect the different roles if you're going to build a vision that incorporates more than one mind, correct? So it was a really cool experience of working together to harmonize and make sure that we were on the same page about every little detail. I don't know very many people I've harmonized better with about all of the minute details because we had no fear about figuring out legally, how do we want to set this entity up tax-wise? What are we willing to explore? Which options can we look at? Um, how fast are we going to grow this? What's going to be our primary objectives? Um, what, what elements of the business do you want to take care of versus that I want to take care of? We had an extremely healthy communication about that process for the onboarding experience. We had our target demographic down and we knew how to describe more or less what we wanted to offer and service to be and, and how it was we wanted to help. But we also knew that as an incubated startup, we had to start by truly listening to our audience. We had to start by finding out what is it that our audience wants from us before we just go out and create some random thing that we think they want. So we got together and um, moved, moved a lot of the elements forward that I've seen so many startups skip and not take the time to build out. And I'm really grateful that Todd was part of that because he took a lot of the uh, preliminary precautions that sometimes I set to the side as a more risky entrepreneur in nature. Um, his, his low risk tolerance allowed us to get those aspects set up while I was able to focus on driving the vision forward that was a little bit more outside of his comfort zone. Um, so again, brake and gas pedal. It's important to know that in, in many people's visions, you want to make room and space for having that. So communication ends up being key. When it comes to attracting, that led to us attracting other people who wanted to be in an environment like that, an environment with two very dynamic, different. We're talking about Dr. Todd, who went to the Baylor, the, the Baylor University doctorate program that's three times harder to get into than any other doctorate program in the nation. And he graduated almost twice as fast as anybody who goes through that. He's extremely academic and he's extremely uh, good at getting things done and teaching people about productivity. You can actually research more about Dr. Todd Snyder at toddsnydercoaching.com. So in addition to that, let's look at the polar opposite that I am. I'm a college dropout. I didn't finish. I, I had a 0.33 GPA in college. And it's not because I'm not smart. It's because I couldn't apply myself. I didn't know how. I didn't fit into that infrastructure. I have a very different way of learning and doing things. And so here we come together and we start working on this opportunity to grow this business with my background as a business owner, taking lots of risks and diving into different startups and stuff and knowing that my vision and my purpose was to help businesses build sustainable revenue growths and also ultimately provide an economic platform to be able to help Latinos throughout the world. Honestly, I don't know why I'm tied so strongly to that vision. I just know I am. I just know that's where I'm needed and that's where I serve. I know it's important. All right. So here we come and uh, we start attracting new new people to be to join this company, um, not by reaching out to them, by them understanding, well, I want to be a part of this. You know, can I be a part of this? And then setting healthy and clear boundaries for that to happen. 
Then of course, yes, if I did, if you go to firstclassbusiness.io and you look, one of our core pillars is we have a call to action on there that says, join our team. Let's go ahead and go into present mode. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and share that with you, what I'm talking about. There's too many visionaries and too many entrepreneurs out there that don't create a clear vision for those that they're trying to work with. And if you do that, you create a lack of certainty, which creates a lack of progress. Uh-uh, we didn't want that. We wanted to make sure that we created a clear vision for those that are working with us so they can talk about it with calm confidence, ultimately. And so one of our big components, one of our big secrets, one of my big secrets for all the companies that I've helped establish and move forward throughout life is make your, make your team members your core clients, the people that you want to serve the most. If you as leaders serve your team members and take care of your team members and you understand their vision and you understand how they fit within the, within the vision itself, they will know that they belong and they will show up and serve well. So our number one call to action on our page is join our team. We want people who come through this process to realize that we do put a lot of heart, energy, and effort into making sure that our people are treated ultimately like superstars in, in sports. Um, if we're not putting our team member, thank you, Cynthia. Um, she, Cynthia did so much great work to help us get our designs in a position to where we could launch this podcast and launch so many other elements. She's our head designer. We absolutely love working with her and we love how she leads the team. Once again, how do we land somebody who's so good at taking care of the team and taking care of what it is that we're up to? Because we attract it. We attract it by showing people how much we care about them. And in turn, our people go out and care about those we serve because they know that they're safe and they belong in our environment. And it creates what's called a virtuous cycle. And that's something I pay attention to in everything that I do. And I look for visionaries. I look for entrepreneurs who follow and abide by the same principles. They're people who build virtuous cycles, meaning when I say thank you and you say, um, you know, it's my pleasure, right? And then I say, hey, um, you know, or you say thank you to me and I say, it's my pleasure. That's a small virtuous cycle that we're taught. Uh, a lot of us are taught since we're little and it's easy to abide by, but it can create a stronger and stronger and bigger, bigger relationship as that grows. It's one small principle, but there are so many elements of communication that can go wrong. And sometimes people think that, you know, well, communication is something you train kids to do, or I don't need a coach anymore. I, I worry about those individuals. I worry for them because usually the moment you kind of put those walls up and those fences up and say, you know what, I'm just going to stay in my silo. I don't, I don't need that type of help. It's usually the moment you accidentally step off the, the edge, the ledge, so to speak, and fall on your face. Um, so it's very important that we're constantly looking for ways to improve how we're serving in the world and who we're serving in the world. Um, so with that, let's talk about a little bit about the vision that we have for first class business. Why is it that I'm in these different companies? What, what is it that drives me to be a visionary? One of the things that drives me is I'm a father. I'm a father of four children and I love, and I take it's hard not to talk about, it's hard to talk about that without crying. Um, like without, when I, if I really feel it, but my, my role in this life for the most important role that I have is to be an example to my children. And so early on in the phase of realizing that 
I had talents to become a business owner and I had talents to learn how to do all this stuff. As I started to uh, work with different companies, I began to form stories in my head of, all right, if I'm going to go to that day at school with my kids and talk about what I do, you know, I want to make sure my story is cool, right? For my kids, I want my kids to be proud of me as a father. Um, and that that morphed and changed dramatically as I matured as a father. And I realized, wow, if I dedicate, as, as more opportunities came and I almost got to work with Google, but then I worked with a startup that was invested in by Paul Buchheit, the inventor of Gmail. And like, they don't care yet. They're a little bit too young to care about those aspects so far. But as they get older and they look back, what I want them to look back and see is, oh, you know, dad was involved in a viral video ad campaign for Nordic track. Um, that's pretty cool, right? The, the kids like the cool stuff. Um, you know, oh, dad helped Jake Larson scale and expand video power marketing. Um, you know, and he was really one of the first people, one of the first people using YouTube advertising. Um, you know, like, do we blame dad for that? Or do we thank dad for that? You know, it, it creates a fun conversation in the home at this point on that subject. Um, and then they learn, oh, wow, dad and the team at video power help the truth about cancer raise several million dollars in a matter of two and a half months to help people overcome cancer. Like that's pretty awesome. And, and ultimately what I want my kids to be thinking about is what can I do in this world? Like if dad was able to do all these things and dad's helping me learn how to move my vision forward, what is it that he can help me accomplish? And that's, that's another, it's just a, it's just a realization of, if you're out there pursuing big things, right? And it ultimately at the end of the day, you know, if you're a parent and you want to influence your children, like pursue your dreams, go after things you care about, show them what's most important in life, right? It's them that's most important, most likely, but it's also showing them how to maximize their life and, and live a life that they can love. Um, we're actually going to bring my kids on to Vision Pros next week. This episode will be my children next week. They're going to be with me for spring break. And I'll give you a little backstory on this. My daughter brought me this book and said, Dad, she's 11. Uh, she was 10 at the time. She said, this book is awful. Um, you know, <laughs> she's like, it's, it's, it's just poorly written. I could write a better book than this. And I said, you're right. You can. I was like, first off, I agree with you. It's not a great book. <laughs> Second off, you can. And so I'll tell you what. If you publish your own children's book, I will pay you $100. And her eyes lit up. And... My seven-year-old heard me say that. My seven-year-old runs to the craft room and she grabs the crafts and she starts working on writing her own children's book. And she's like, dad, will you pay me a hundred dollars if I write a children's book? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. If you write and publish, you got to publish it, right? So we've been working on that project for a few months now. They've done awesome. They're constantly, uh, you know, like engaged in this. If they weren't, we wouldn't do it. It's all about uh, teaching them you know, the principles of life, like how to how to build a spreadsheet, you know, for a contributors list who can contribute to making this possible, meeting with the publisher, um, learning how to uh, do an advertisement for those books, getting the book finished right now that we're so far along. Yeah, no matter what, we're finishing this, like e even if they don't want to finish it at this point, it's my responsibility as a dad to help them learn to follow through. But it's so easy because they've been so willing and they really enjoyed the process of doing that where they've caught a vision. So next next week, they'll be sharing their visions as to why they wanted to do this. What inspired them you know, to want to spend their their Saturday with me talking about a callback script, you know, and, and actually sending their manuscript to people and then calling back and learning to say, you know, hey, Aunt Veronica, um, you know, what did you think of the book? 
um, and guiding that person through the process of learning how to contribute to their authorship. That's just, it's just awesome. It's so fun to be able to help them do that. But that's really one of the greatest whys behind my vision is everything that I get to be involved with, every business I get to launch and be involved with is another story to teach my kids about what I'm doing to give back in this life. It's not about the finances alone. In fact, I used to say, and here's something that I, I hope you write down, if you're a new visionary or you're somebody who has a an entrepreneurial venture, I spent many years with a very toxic relationship with money. And it was not to my best interest. It was, I, I, when I say toxic relationship, my statement was, I don't care about the money. If you've ever said that before, you can relate to it. I used to say it all the time. A few years ago, I switched gears and realized, wait a second, if I don't care about the money, the money won't care about me. There's a grand difference between having a love of money and recognizing that money is just a resource and it's an important resource. It's a resource that's a vehicle to help us accomplish more things in this life. It is important to maximize our talents and to spread them. It's important not to say, I don't care about it. It's important to become a wise steward. Alvin Jackson. Oh man, I love you, dude. Alvin's amazing. He is, uh, he's a wise steward in many respects. Somebody who has helped me in my life understand how I can be a better father as a single father. Um, and and uh, so great respect for you. Appreciate the applause, my friend. We've got to appreciate our finances and we've got to learn how to maximize them in order to ultimately achieve most of our visions in life. Um, and, and you may be the exception to the rule of that. And that's just fine if you are. But I know that all the things that I want to accomplish and the things that I want to do for others require that I be a wise steward so I can have the financial capability and also just in general, the security, the health, um, the wellness, the mindset, the emotions, all of that. I, I, I'm going to be my best self and have my best life if I do the things that are required to be my best self. And that's ultimately what it's all about, too. So um, first class business, right, that that vision of that company is to help businesses establish sustainable revenue growth. What types of businesses? Visionary entrepreneurs. I need heart-driven leaders, people who, who care about their service at large and what they're doing for others. It's far easier to teach them the principles of wealth than it is to teach somebody who's addicted to wealth learn to stop thinking about their own needs and start thinking about others. That's a very hard transition. Talk about one of the tests that I do with my entrepreneurs to help them recognize whether they're thinking about themselves or they're thinking about others. To some of you, this will come naturally. To others, this may just go right over your head. But ultimately, the test is I ask people why they do what they do. And there's two types of answers I get from people. People who are not heart-centered, meaning they have a heart, but they're not centered around it. They have the ability to inspire others, but they're not. They have responses like this. Jackson, I do what I do because I want my bills paid. I want a bigger house. I want a bigger car. I want my kids. I want to be able to pay for my kids' school. I want a boat. I want to be able to take time off. And they don't realize how many times they just said the word I. And you're sitting there. I'm sitting there going, oh my, oh my. How are you going to inspire others to want to buy from you or want to believe in your vision if it doesn't include anybody but yourself. On the flip side, when I ask people, why do you do what you do? Why do you care? Right? I don't ask that first. I ask them, why do they do what they do? And the heart-centered leaders say, because I love 
the effect that it has on other individuals. I love seeing visionary entrepreneurs, for instance, break free from not only the finances, but from the day-to-day -day operations. I love teaching entrepreneurs how to get time freedom, to be able to not be irresponsible and, and sit on a beach all day, but to have the ability to be there for their family and be centered when they are, right? I, I love empowering entrepreneurs to be able to let go and sleep at night and not be thinking about all the, the calls that they have coming in because they have a team who supports them. I love seeing an entrepreneur go from a team that is serving them because they're scared of them or because uh, they, it's their duty to do their job so they do it to showing up because they love to be there and they want to support the vision and they feel like they belong with it. Right. Th those are all elements of aspects of of why I do what I do. I, I love seeing the transformation take place in people's lives. I love seeing entrepreneurs stop relying on marketers to make their marketing decisions for them. That's one of the most unhealthy practices a business owner can make is to put their decisions on the the uh, in the hands of all the people around them who are still trying to figure the vision out. I love the transition that takes place when a visionary realizes, oh, it's my responsibility to guide. And it's my responsibility to learn how to critical think and how to guide people and, and where to listen, how to listen to their heart and their mind and subjectively look at their opportunities in front of them so they can make moves that are more holistic in nature that lead to long-term growth. And to see them reposition themselves as a leader and show up in a way that you know they can love those that they serve and everybody can then start to love how they're serving. And it's just, it's amazing to see the virtuous process take effect and to see their lives transform and to see them inspired to represent what they did in an entirely new way. Um, so that's one, one vision. If you have, if you have a vision to share, please share it in the comments. If you have a question to ask, don't hesitate to ask it in the comments as well. Um, if there's a, uh, if you want to be on the vision pros live podcast, um, don't hesitate to apply. We can get you the application link. Just reach out to us, you know, person to person, human interact, human to human interaction. That's what it's all about. And tomorrow again, we will have Dean Forbes of Epics Academy on board, and you don't want to miss that. He's an amazing, amazing teacher, trainer, and master of communication to strengthen relationships. And I, I can't say that enough. Most people have uh, mediocre relationships in life, and they put barriers and walls up in their life to protect that, right? We're often told, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about, uh, now gender, um, don't talk about race. Don't talk about religion if you want to maintain your relationships and I get it, like that's the safe zone, you know, like you're putting yourself on the edge, you're putting yourself out there if you go hard towards those subjects. But if you don't go hard towards those subjects, you're also locking yourself in a little box, right? And you're saying, I don't, I don't want to relate to people. I don't, I don't want anybody to see me. I want to, I want to hide. I want to disappear. And you know what? There's a different type of misery and pain and suffering and lack of belonging that comes from sheltering yourself further and further and further away from society. And so more, more so my, my takeaway, and I'm excited to learn from Dean tomorrow because of just how amazing he is at teaching these concepts. He can teach a concept that I can visualize and see, okay, I'm practicing part of that in my life. But if I just add that one little tweak to it, I can see how that will take my life up a notch in all my relationships, not just business, but also my relationship and ability to relate to my children, to relate to my mother, to relate to people that I, I love and support in life. So um, super awesome opportunity will take place tomorrow on the next episode. That episode actually does not air at the same time as these ones. We're going to be doing those at 
don't 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 quote me on this. I think it's 1 p.m. tomorrow. Um, but the good news is all those announcements get dropped on our social feeds as well. But yeah, tune in and, and learn from Dean about how to take your relationships to the next level. Um, and uh, it will it will help you um, dramatically improve your ability to influence others. Um, so let's talk about the vision of Able Health. Um, so I'm also here as a representative, not just a CEO of first class business, but also CEO of AbleHealth.us. And I'm a co-founder of that venture. It is Dr. Seth Yates who partnered with me on that. And he was building an incredible platform called YipFit that was in concept, was amazing and had a lot of elements behind it to ultimately allow anybody who needs access to a naturopath to be able to access a naturopath as long as they had an internet source and to be able to do so completely for free, right? There's obviously opportunities on there for us to monetize that too. Um, and to make sure that we have levels of service that, that people can invest in, in order to receive more help that now empower us as a brand to expand that vision even further. But I'm going to show you what ablehealth.us looks like. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look. Let me share my screen again. We're going to go back over here to the first class business page. And I'm going to type out Able Health in the chat. And I'm going to show you a little bit about the transition too, because vision is all about knowing how to ask the right questions to gain clarity. When Dr. Seth Yates came to me, this is what his brand looked like. It was yipfit.com. Um, I didn't know what a yip was. He didn't know what a yip was. Um, and at least he didn't explain it. And the more I dove in, the more I was, you know, I knew that the prospects were going to be feel a repulsion to the brand experience. Um, so it doesn't really matter what, um, what metrics I put in here. I'm just kind of OCD. So I'm going to put some things that don't, um, that aren't too far stretched. Uh, you know, you're not going to want to go through this. I got to get off the screen. So you guys stay on the show too. Uh, let's go back over here for ablehealth.us. This is what we designed and built. And we built it within a couple of months after doing a ton of research and development to discover are we going for like a gold gyms feel? Are we going for, you know, like the buff people? Or are we going for, you know, more like a planet fitness? And then we settled in on, you know what, the real type of entity that we need to model and learn from is Fitbit. Because Fitbit's all inclusive. It's about true health, not about, you know, taking one specific type of healthy figure and moving them forward. And so we created Able Health. Um, with a much more holistic feel. And the purpose of the initial launch is to get some beta users. We want to get people in who are willing to give us feedback. And based on that feedback, we're able to continue to build out smart exactly what our audience is asking for. And one of our audiences recognized that, you know, they, they need better guidance in terms of getting pregnant and starting their families. And so we created an, a, uh, a free quiz to help people who are striving to start their families, have the health guidance they need in order to get pregnant now or reach their peak fertility. Um, and it was really awesome to build this process out. And it was super fun seeing baby pictures and getting them included in marketing. It just, it makes you feel so good, um, you know, to be involved in that process. And if we happen to help a handful of mothers improve their life, I'm going to be so excited about everything that we built and got to do on this. But the really cool thing is we're building a vision to be able to help millions and millions, quite possibly hundreds of millions of families with their health. And that just like, how can I not spend my time, you know, like maximizing this opportunity when I've had had the chance, uh, you know, to to pull it together and to be involved. Um, it's just it's just so important to me to maximize the opportunities that come across my plate. So 
at Able Health, you know, we're while we've got that segment focused in on helping the women get the supplements they need because of Dr. Yates' background, as we come across more visionaries, you know, doctors that may want to be involved, you know, or other um, other providers who are like, you know, I like what you're doing. Maybe we can add this to it. We have a very inclusive nature about us. We love to meet new visionaries. I love to see how can we align because, you know, there's an old saying, a bundle of sticks is stronger than one, right? And if you, and if you take a bunch of, uh, a bunch of sticks together and you try to break them, they're not going to break, you know, as easily as if you've just got one stick in your hand. Uh, and so we're always looking for who's, who's aligned with us. Who's the right type of person who catches the vision for what we're doing over at first class business or who catches a vision for what we're doing over at able health. Um, who catches a vision of what we're up to at vision pros on this podcast, who wants to come and inspire the audience that we have here and help people take their lives to the next, uh, to the next level. Super important. So we're going to be looking to attract different types of vision pros like the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world, like the John Lee Dumas of entrepreneur on fire. Um, like, Oh man. Um, Mark Rober, you know, on YouTube. Um, and we'll be we'll be planting more seeds for him next week, probably when my kids talk about the YouTube influencers that they're contacting to let know that they're publishing a book and they're looking for contributors to support it. It will be interesting to see which YouTube figures respond to the videos they're putting together in order to attract people to sponsor or be part of that book launch. So that their book launch is as successful as possible. I mean, we're we're planning on hitting it hard. We want to hit the I want to hit the New York Times bestsellers and allow them help them to do that. They want to go as big as they can take it. Um, and as long as they have that mindset, you know, if they get to the day where they say, "Dad, you know, I I feel like the book thing's done. You know, we we've ran this race and we want to move on to the next the next purpose, the next passion." That's awesome. We close the chapter of the book. We put the book on the shelf. You know, we move towards that next wholesome recreational activity that ultimately empowers and builds their life out. Um, and so the same is true. Um, and I see the same concept applied, not just to children, but all visionaries with what they're doing. You, you want to get super clear and maybe that involves beginning with the end in mind. Right. But one, one trick on that too. I did not know I wanted to run first class business. I didn't know that this wasn't my end in mind. I did not know that I was going to be a partner in a health company. I would have never anticipated that. Um, I did not know that I was going to own 1% of a marketing company in Toronto. I wanted to be a basketball player. I want to be a football player. I want to be a soccer player. So when people say begin with the end in mind, begin with the end in mind and be flexible because your vision will shift and it will change over time. And you can always jump back on track with what that vision might need to look like or what you might need to do. And you may have pivots along the way, which is why an old friend of mine, um, Cesar Torres and I actually launched a company back in the day called Pivot Point. Um, and so having having the ability to pivot and to be malleable and recognize that, you know what, I don't have to be stringent. I don't have to be exact, right? I don't have to be controlled and I don't have to be controlling in the process of building my visions. In fact, I should be flexible. I should be aware of the opportunities. I, I should be more, more ready to enjoy the journey, you know, and that's really what I want to inspire people to do is enjoy the journey. Enjoy our journey. If you're seeing this episode and it's five years from now, looking back on what it is that we've built, you know, I, I hope that you, you hear this and, and understand that, you know, I don't, I don't know where this is going 
in the five years from now and, and how many channels will be broadcasting on or who will be running this broadcast or, you know, if this is still running and building, we've got, you know, 10 million subscribers to it. Um, you know, I didn't predict that. Um, I just, all I did was I abided by what's called the law of the harvest, which means I planted seeds that I knew were valuable and I nurtured the earth where I planted those seeds and I am going to take care of it and foster it for years to come. And by doing so, it's going to grow and it's going to, uh, you know, experience growth and it's going to provide a, uh, an abundance of wealth for, for those who are involved in the process. So enjoy the journey. Um, you know, that's, that's my greatest takeaway I can share with you is, is no matter, you know, no matter what stage you're at, whether you're going through sad times or you're going through hard times, or you're going through great times, take space and time to try to find what you can enjoy with that portion of the journey. And if you're in the great times, breathe, be, be happy about it, be grateful for where you're at, share it with people, share with people why you're grateful that you're there, why you're grateful that they are there with you. Take full advantage of those opportunities to build momentum when you have them. One of the visions that we'll talk about on another episode in more depth is what we're doing over at Passion Pro. That's another uh, channel that I haven't mentioned yet that we are actually streaming on that has a lot to do with why we launched Vision Pros and what we're up to in Passion Pro. That is ultimately a program I created to help people find their passions and live their purpose. And simultaneously, there's some selfishness built into that as well. I needed to be inspired to stay aligned with my own passions. I knew how valuable it would be to be accountable to that reality because I've seen too many adults in life. I watched, I was the youngest in my family and I got to watch all the adults grow up and some of them made great choices, some of them didn't make great choices, but it was certainly insightful to see. And uh, I watched all their friends and their friends' friends and the parents and the parents of those individuals. I don't, maybe that's just like unique to me. Maybe it didn't have to do where I came in the family order, but I watched and I observed and I watched movies like Hook with Peter Pan and you know how he lost sight of his vision and his passions and all that. And I got inspired by things like that and realized, oh man, if I'm not careful, if I don't protect my dreams and I don't hang on to those, I could lose them and I could lose sight of the things that are most important to me in life. I don't ever want to do that. And so that's one of the big reasons why I created Passion Pro was so that I would always have a reminder that I couldn't let go of that constantly kind of poked me. And I was like, hey, man, like, hey, Mr. Entrepreneur, you know, hey, Mr. Dad, you know, hey, Mr. Husband, whatever my, hey, Mr. Divorcee, you know, whatever it was, don't forget the things that are most important in your life. Don't forget to do those things and belong to those things. And life has an interesting way of, um, of making sure that we do get back on track. But life also has an interesting way of rewarding us when we proactively stay on that track and stay involved with it. And I'm really grateful for having positioned myself to have dozens of people around me who support that um, and who are willing to help me facilitate that and who allow me to influence them to do the same thing. Um, and if you're one of those people that are watching right now, I, I love you and I appreciate you. If you want to be part of that inner circle, then the only thing you need to do is ask, right? The invitation's there. We'd be happy to have you in our circles, regardless of which circle that is. So my leave behinds for today, I'm going to drop some links in the comments now um, to some of these visions that I've shared and talked about, and you're welcome to check them out. Um, you know, I, I don't have, we won't be, we'll sometimes have guests on here who probably 
sell from stage, so to speak. They have some offer that makes sense to put out there. I have, I have no problem allowing people to do that if they have the value that's relevant to the audience. But if they don't um, have something that's relevant to the audience and um, they have something that's free to give away, then of course we go that route. I'm a big free guy. I like to give free things away. So passionpro.org, the entire thing is free. Um, we're not going to charge for it. I will eventually have sponsors for it. And that's how we will run the offers for Passion Pro. But I don't, I, I don't feel like that's the best way. I don't feel like monetizing the content is the route to inspiring the 8 billion people to pursue their passions that exist in this world. I feel like we as a society have entities that would be happy to have um, to contribute that in the forms of sponsorships and advertisements. So that's the route that we'll take Passion Pro as we continue to build out. Um, for Able Health, ablehealth.us. And we're in the beta launch and program for that. The cool thing about being part of a beta is you get grandfathered into things when the company does things, right? And that's how we plan on doing things. So you'll get the best rates. Um, you'll get the best opportunities as we as we build. And I don't want to overhype that. As we build out those communities and we get the, the central communities established, the people who really understand the vision and the value of being involved with Able Health, then we can start organizing and planning with those community members. And kind of like the mother hen story, which honestly, I don't remember the full end of the mother hen story other than she tried to bake bread and invite people to help her with it. And nobody ended up helping. But the, I know the moral of the story is if you have an opportunity to dive into something and help, it's a really good idea to dive into that and help because you're probably going to get rewarded for it uh, after the fact. So there's that. Now let's go first class business. What I'm going to drop is the link to the Facebook group. Um, now this Facebook group, again, back to the vision, it's not designed to be promoted to just anybody and everybody. Um, it's And it's not designed to be run like a normal Facebook group where I, I just see a lot of Facebook groups have a lot of noise in them. Ours is quiet and it's quiet with intent. We want to make sure that when we post in there, it's a post that's actually valuable. And we don't want to encourage our entrepreneurs to waste time in Facebook groups. Um, Facebook groups are super important as long as there's direct value correlated with what we need for our lives. Um, but a lot of people in life, a lot more people than should be, in my opinion, spend a lot of time consuming I teach people how to produce, not consume, right? You can produce content or you can consume content. And if I can help people produce content that's of value, they position themselves as leaders in their life and are then able to have followers who, uh, you know, contribute to whatever it is that they're putting out into the world of value. Now, I'm also going to put in the chat, another portion of this vision is regarding the Academy of First Class Businesses. And this is our academy to help entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and people who say, hey, you know what, I might want to start a business. The checkout link that I sent is free as well. And that link will allow you to dive into what's called the Revenue Growth Workbook and explore the idea of entrepreneurship without any financial commitment. And as you do so, you're actually going to be working in a workbook that we used at Video Power Marketing and that I've since built on and built on and built on and built on and established new rules and clarity for in order to help as many people as possible leverage the principles of virality. Yes, it is a science how you go viral um, on YouTube and how you go viral on, on uh, your Instagram posts and all sorts of things like that. It's a science. It's not an accident. And it usually requires a lot of money for them to be able to 
allow help themselves go viral over and over. Well, if you follow that revenue growth workbook and you build out the audience you're speaking to, the messaging you're putting out there, the service that you're um, the clear service that you provide a value and the offer that goes along with it, you end up with a very, very good message that people say, wow, like that, that resonates with me. That's what I need, right? If you call out the audience and you say, hey, this, this um, course is for people who only speak Italian um, and live in Jamaica. Um, well, anybody who doesn't live in Jamaica and who doesn't speak Italian is not going to listen to that message because it's not relevant to their lives. We see entrepreneurs make that mistake a lot. The Revenue Growth Workbook is what allows us to align with them and help understand what it is that their vision is so that we can promote it to the world and help them get their vision out there in a way that allows their customers to buy from them with more confidence and ultimately experience what it is that they need so that in return, the entrepreneur's business grows because of it. So thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is gonna get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for, uh, for giving us your time and attention and have an excellent time building out your vision and becoming a vision pro yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.